0: Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 38, 39, and 40 of The Great Hunt, Practice, Flight from the White Tower, and Damani, or Damani, however you say it. Enjoy! All right, welcome to Season 2, Episode 17. Yeah. So we're, we're actually almost done with this, this second book, our second season already. Um, I think we got four more episodes until we are finished with The Great Hunt, and then we start The Dragon Reborn. We're excited about that. Um, we should actually, if we do some double episodes, we might be done this month.
1: If if we have time, I don't know. <laughs> Is this going to be as difficult a finish as Eye of the World was? I mean, more we're so. Kind of rush so we can read because there was just no good place to stop. Or like, what's how's this going to shape up? Same.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Same. Same. All right. So yeah. So it's actually episode forty-one total for us. Next week's our big forty-second episode. So. more life. And we'll be covering Chapter Forty Two next week as well. I did that on purpose. Um, so
2: <laughs> that's beautiful.
0: Yep. Um, so yeah, a double meeting of, of of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, meaning of life, Forty Two. It's going to be everything.
1: The Chris, world bring might your, have your towel the, ready.
0: Yeah, the world might end when we record next episode. So we'll see. <laughs> have your towel ready. Um, Wait
1: a minute, Alan. That's not election week, is it? No, no, that's this next week. Next, okay, next good. Because if that was all lining up, I'd be like, "Whoa, guys! Whoa, whoa!" Yeah, Easy. gotta calm down. <laughs> yeah, so, the- yeah, that's it's gonna be interesting.
0: Um, uh, that's for sure. Uh, well, that'll be fun. Uh, so some housekeeping. We have two new patrons. So one's in chat right now. Um, so Tackless are Dan. Um, Dan's one of our new patrons, and then we have another Dan. So we have two Dan's, or two new patrons that uh, first I th- All yeah right. at first at first I thought it was just the same person twice, and then I looked at the last names and I was like, oh, two dance like one day after another. so so yeah, it was pretty cool. anyway, so thank you so much. yeah, welcome we we appreciate uh, your patronage and uh, keep up helping us out. It's awesome. Um, as far as everything else goes still marching towards the twenty five thousand downloads. We're past we're way past twenty now we're halfway to twenty five thousand followers still working towards a thousand followers on twitter um discord um did we get another people person join discord I didn't check sorry guys I should have checked um before I started to record this, but we were one person away from having three hundred people in our discord um wow That's let's beautiful. see nope we're still two ninety nine so we have 299 members of our Discord community. Almost there. Um, so if you guys have, like, one friend that you want to invite to our Discord server, they're a big number, 300. And that's a, that's if no one leaves. We do have people leave from time to time. Yeah, that's about it. I got nothing else really going on as far as uh, housekeeping stuff. As far as personal life goes, I've been just doing nothing but building this swing set fort thingy for my kid. Um, it's been a lot of fun, but a lot of work. Um, I thought it was going to be finished tonight. Uh, I I took off work a little early just so I could finish it, and I am still almost finished. But it still needs probably about, about another hour or two worth of work. And, and and I voted today, so that was another big event today. I, I went and actually Game. voted, so I did the early vote. Yep, I go Thank ahead you. and get my ballot in, um, just so it's out America. of the way. America. Yeah, so I guess I don't have to listen to any of my campaign stuff because it doesn't matter for me anymore. I already voted. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are both out of town, so what's going on?
1: So um, two things. The first one y'all might get a kick out of. I don't know. Um, I am, you know, I told y'all I'm changing jobs, still working for the government, going from a Department of Defense agency to a non-defense agency. Uh, It also happens to be time, the 10-year mark, to renew my security clearance. Uh, and some of y'all might already be going, whoa, Badger of Honey has a security clearance. Uh, well, yes, I do. Uh, I've, I've had it since 2006. Yeah. So that should, that should tell you, you know, despite all the stories of the shenanigans I get into, like they're mostly cute and cheeky and no one really gets hurt and, you know, never been found guilty of anything. Um, <laughs> so, but the second half of it is in renewing my clearance, what, you know, the first time it was just fill out the paperwork and then time goes by, they look into stuff and then you're fine. And then the next time I had to renew it, uh, I had to do a face-to-face interview because of some overseas travel. And, uh, I've mentioned to you all before, um, uh, an exchange student friend we used to have. And some other things. And it was like a half hour, 45 minute interview. And then today in renewing the security clearance, it was a two hour long phone conversation to renew it, um, which still going to get, you know, I'll get my clearance. But, you know, when you have when you do honey badger shit, I mean, it's usually you got to explain yourself. So, yeah, that's um, that's what I was doing today and went on a date which we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that i don't i still don't know how i feel about that but it was for taco mm-hmm. tuesday and i had fantastic tacos and a margarita so it almost didn't matter if somebody else was there or not i had a good time yeah that's about it that's what i got fun times Mm-hmm.
3: pretty awesome yeah <laughs> so um nothing as adventurous as getting secret security clearance updates or anything um I am back in Charlotte because I got kicked out of my building. We are Mm. having, our buildings are being socially, properly socially distanced and sanitized. So they're like, hey, you can't teach from your actual teaching spot. And since I'm still finalizing my move, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to run away and go to Charlotte and spend the next week in Charlotte because I can teach from here just as easily as I can from anywhere else in the world. So
1: none of us believe that you needed a big budge to make that decision <laughs> <laughs> that's very happy for you
2: no, that's that's be-
1: that was the <laughs>
3: easier decision to make actually exactly yeah yeah but like life is i'm not gonna say calming down because that would be a lie but things are becoming normative so that's really nice to feel like i'm at least not any i'm not sinking any deeper than anybody else's how about that <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay. all relative
3: yes cool cool all right
0: well sounds like everyone's traveling except for me I mean I'm, sp- I'm going to the beach in Friday so I'll be there soon enough it's gonna be fun looking yeah. forward to it yeah. <laughs> anyways so predictions um so yeah last week we had a, a lot of predictions um so we had uh the the longing that the Uggiers have is their version of the taint um Loyal Loyal is pretty much the Miley Cyrus of Ogears.
1: Absolutely.
0: uh, Varen touched an Ogear to see if he had a soul. And (laughs) I say touched. He touched. (laughs) Or she touched. She she touched up.
1: Varen touched an Ogear and she liked it.
0: And then the Ogear power is linked to the true source. That's one thing you guys said. and then, um a random. This is an old one that Random and Matt are going to be a thing.
1: <laughs> oh, did we say that? Yeah, it he did. must have it's so, been early Coke when we were drinking heavily. It sounds like, it was. but I don't yeah. know how to apply that to anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's something you guys said when you guys were throwing out all the relationship things. You said maybe that ran and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So you guys don't don't think that one anymore, do you? Uh. no, we were really
3: two sheets <laughs> to the wind that day.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway. So let's go ahead and <laughs> jump right into the the first chapter that we're doing tonight, which is chapter thirty-eight, practice. And the icon is the flame of Tarvalin. Thoughts before we get started? Anything
3: else we want to talk about? We're finally getting back to seeing the girls in action.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is all we yeah, have. Yeah. Right? And this has nothing to do with anything I've drank today. I, I read and listened to this chapter sober, but I will tell you, there's some sexual innuendo really all are. throughout this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying not to be too ridiculous, but it's going to happen.
3: Well, listen, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to ask forgiveness now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> uh, we just lost 10 people on the live chat. My bad. Yep, yeah, yeah it's it's <laughs>
0: forewarned everyone yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah so it starts with Egwene and she's practicing um there the up-
1: yeah, okay, she- <laughs> we go that's oh, to- as as what are they practicing they're practicing caressing the ball
2: uh
1: and right now Egwene's just doing it by herself for now it's just her and the balls uh huh
3: uh, this is literally <laughs> the first note I have. I'm so sorry, everybody, but the like, way he put it in there, he's just
2: like, "Yeah, it's just it's a two juggling balls of
1: light." I'm like, "Oh lord." Yep. It's kind of refreshing, though, and and kudos to Jordan. And it makes you wonder, like, was was did he was there a lot of female involvement in coming up with this? Did he do it all on his own? Like, who did he bounce his ideas off of? But it, I feel like maybe it's my own life but even like culturally like recognizing the balls has only become important recently like maybe in the last five years (laughs) and (laughs) that conversation was like secondary if not tertiary but this right off the bat Mm -hmm. first and foremost what she's learning is to focus on the balls and yeah it's uh that's pretty cool that's pretty cool
0: yeah very 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 good. Ahead of his time. Ahead of his time.
1: <laughs> Kudos, Jordan.
0: Yeah. So um we, we learned also how long they've been at the tower. It's thirteen weeks they've been at the tower. Um so they've been there for a while now. And men men and men naive are also in the room. So this is the it describes the room, how the novice quarters looks. And they're just kind of gossiping about like Elsie Else remember the else from the the world. The the girl that they met along the the road, she's apparently up at, at the tower. She's been flirting with with Galad, but and Galad has no entry in flirting her. flirting with
3: Galad.
1: But, but but Galad, yeah. So they've all been flirting with Galad, but Galad only has eyes for Eglantine. Oh yeah,
3: and Eglantine just so happens to be practicing.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's. I don't know what the rest of this chapter is about. I just couldn't stop thinking about the, the balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, good point. Someone, someone in <laughs> chat just pointed that out. So we haven't really got into this yet, but the ch- the calendar is different in Wheel of time than it is in our world. So weeks actually ten days in Wheel of time world. So thirteen weeks is one hundred thirty days. Oh, So, yeah. been oh, there.
1: Okay. so that's I think somebody might have mentioned it before, but I always forget uh, that. It's a, longer,
0: it's, a, so. it's, a, it's a ten day week, and then they have thirteen months. Um. Yeah. Do they
3: have okay. two moons
0: as well or something? No, it's only one moon, but it's just it's just a very different different calendar.
3: But anyway, so um and is it really set on Earth or is it on a different planet?
0: We don't it's never been confirmed what planet it's just it hints to being our planet a bunch of times. Like it just different, we way talked the about
3: before this being like a post apocalyptic Earth. But...
0: Right. So it hints to that because they talk about old legends that, that relate back to our time, but they never actually, Robert Jordan never actually said it is, but a lot of people, a lot of the fandom goes to that, but they never actually, he never actually confirmed or actually said, yes, it is. And it's just that he put Easter eggs throughout the entire books that point back to it being the same. But gotcha. Cool. Yeah. And, and men's kind of picking on a Gawain and, and like I said, it's a uh, it's so into- before Elaine comes in, um, what do you guys think about this opening scene besides the the, the
1: balls? <laughs> besides the balls
3: um... I like the description of the lot. I mean there was men's statement that he would hurt a person for the greater good, not knowing that he was hurting somebody or not realizing that he was hurting somebody. Um, as being a negative thing and that Goliath was so pure so righteous that his causes that he would just hope that those people that he would be hurting in the name of good would also realize it was good and be okay with what was happening so he could almost mm-hmm. justify any killing or murder that he commits and never feel guilty about it which must be really nice
1: yeah I, I think when I was much younger I was able to naively see things in black and white And that was actually simpler. It was either right or wrong. I mean, there's a right answer. There's a wrong answer, right? It's that simple, but gosh, the older you get, uh, you got to give way to that gray area. I mean, there's so many implications to every decision made. It's, it's never that simple, you know? So to your, to your point, yeah, always doing the right thing, the way she puts it, it is more him just looking at it black and white and not considering the the secondary tertiary effects of of anything he might mm-hmm. decide to do, and that's clearly that's clearly a setup that doesn't get thrown in there by Jordan just for giggles. That that's we're gonna run into that. Sure, see it play out for sure.
2: Yeah.
0: So now Elaine busts into the door. She comes running in with a bunch of news. So apparently King Galdron of Kyrian is dead. As a civil war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the okay. king's. The king's dead. No king. No king. <laughs>
1: uh, how, you how, do he, how do? How How do he die?
0: It doesn't say. It doesn't
1: say. Hmm. <laughs> but there's. But there's war everywhere. Uh, what do you say? I said. I wonder if we ever find out.
0: So yeah, there's a war everywhere. There's war everywhere. Everyone's fighting on and Head. There's war. There's rumors of war down south. I think. And yeah, there's everywhere war. War. Egwene said she also saw
3: Logain. Uh, it feels feels bad for him. Or Lane said that she's so good. What's that? I said she's so good. She's so pure, so innocent. mean, in which well, she yeah. can't
1: she can't help but she can't help but look at Loghain and think of Rand. Well, Alain does, and, and, that's what and know.
3: Alain really doesn't know about land in his situation.
1: No, yeah, this is. I think it's a
3: queen that's worrying about Rand, right? Yeah, Ours is I, But I'm yeah. talking about Logane. Who's worried about Loghain again? Did I make? Did I miss that up?
1: And Elaine song, Elaine song. song
0: made, but then it made Egwene think about Rand being gentle. Right,
1: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that's, a, that's a tough topic for her. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. There's too many e's going on in this chapter.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Anyway, Um yeah. So it's tough. It's tough for Egwene because yeah, she doesn't want Rand to, to to look like what Loghain looks like now, just super depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and finally Nynaeve overhears them talking about her and then she growls and suddenly the door flies over and knocks men over because men was talking about her right in front of her. <laughs> yeah,
3: that was a very very smart refer.
1: Um well this is you know, slowly, not, well, not even slowly, like the last couple of times we've visited um our lady friends here, we we just keep seeing evidence of the extraordinary power that Nynaeve has. And even though they've been here for 13 weeks at 10 day weeks, yada, 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 you know, it seems like a long time. Like Egwene, who Moraine said, Oh, you could be one of the greatest Aes Sedai, maybe learn himself, all this jazz. All she could do is juggle balls. I mean, she's put a lot of effort into the balls, so I appreciate that. I mean, she's really concentrating (laughs) on the balls. She's not ignoring the balls. In fact, she focuses on them more often than she should. Uh, But Nynaeve, she's not juggling balls. She's, I mean, she could do everything. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, throw people with wind. We saw what she did with the Emerlyn. We saw um, what she did when she went through the trials to become accepted. I mean, she's... We, we keep getting these hints of how much of a badass she is.
3: And mm-hmm. She's also like super deep in thoughts. So she's easily distracted. And I don't know if that's, I don't say easily distracted, but she's in her mind and she's allowing things to work her up a lot more than it probably should. So I'm worried that that's going to kind of like be the, the end of her somewhat.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. I I guess it's dangerous in general when you have someone who has power like this that is fueled by anger yeah. because anger is uh, perhaps the laziest of emotions. Um, it's, it's easy to run to when you don't understand any of the other emotions. Right. Um, so it, it makes someone like that very unpredictable and you're relying on them um, having control of those emotions and only using the anger appropriately which I, I don't know that Naive Nynaeve is that person. I love her, but I, I don't know that, she, that she's that emotionally mature to be able to control that. So, I don't mm.
0: know. Yeah, sure. Profound. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Pragmatic. Anyway, so now now we get to the scene where Elaine and Egwene start juggling balls together. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> don't don't you just breeze over that come on now
0: i'll, I'll pause and let you guys go <laughs> have at can, it. We,
1: can, <laughs> can we can read out loud for a moment about their tandem ball juggling
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, everybody that's listening i hope you know we have the minds of like 12 year olds pretty pretty much um <laughs> well
0: Nadine gets really upset about it i guess cuz she's not involved in the ball juggling and tells him to stop um actually no she's she's worried, she's, worried, <laughs> <laughs> she's worried that they're they'll burn out um, she's worried about them still out but, uh, but um yeah to get this whole entire interchanged about you know are you even scared elaine says she's terrified um then you know before they go to the mints viewing you get this little scene where they kind of get stippy. that is true um
3: there could be a little bit of pain before the pleasure You know, once we learn how to really (laughs) manipulate things. But now, going back to that point, um, it it was interesting to get the the girls different perspectives on their understanding of the power and their fear of it. I mean, Egwene clearly like they all desire to use the power, and they can they, they can tap into it so easily. I think that's the main difference I've realized between them and Rand, and I don't know if that's because of the training or because it's just easier for the ladies to tap into it because of the, the lack of the taint. The The different urges that they all have, like a Gwaine needs it. She wants it in her life. And then we have um, Nynaeve, who's like, I want it just as much as you do, but I fear it too much to, to bother. And then you have Elaine, who Kind of tries to remain as neutral in regards to it as possible. She almost pretends like she doesn't have the power, and then you have men who really we haven't heard about her channeling, only about her predicting. So I'm yeah, she she can't channel. She said that before.
0: Like that's just she doesn't have. She's not gonna be. Like, I said I like she's there because they're trying to study
3: her. That's not art, but she doesn't. But she I'm wondering channel. like what. Why not? Like, why will we ever see her be able to hone some different form of the power? I mean, we have 12 other books. I'm hoping she becomes more awesome than just half-ass predicting the future. But, well, you know, she can well, just end up being killed in the next couple of chapters. So,
1: so I mean, this is a uh, probably a wild tangent, but... <clears throat> Uh, after our flicker 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 chapter and thinking about men's powers and what it is she is actually seeing uh, i can't say definitively but after the flicker chapter now we're opening up to the possibility that what men is seeing is not just what is going to happen in this exact lifetime this exact timeline maybe she can also see Uh, the echoes of the other mirror worlds of what a person could have been. And that could give hints to what their potential is, no matter what world they live in. So, you know, maybe down the line, she gets better at recognizing, okay, this is something I'm seeing that is definitely going to happen in your future here, or this is something you need to be worried about that's going to happen. But this is also something I see around you that, and an echo of a different life was a possibility, so you could harness that, if that makes any sense. That's
3: interesting. And,
1: That's a good theory. So, I, I mean, obviously, who knows? We'll see. A lot of books ahead. But there's a, there's a lot of potential with with her and what she sees and how that could be applied in, in a helpful way.
0: Yeah. And then this is when Elaine asked men to actually do a viewing, but men refused to stay. She doesn't like to do it for friends. She, just, she doesn't want to see what their future is because if it's bad, she doesn't want to tell, you know, be the bearer about to friends. If it, you know, it's just one of those things she doesn't want to do. So. so she does it anyway. Um, but then she does it anyway and says, wait, there's something new. There's some danger coming, guys.
1: Like, it's fuzzy. Watch
2: yourself. <laughs> Shh,
1: what you're working with? Juggles with bolts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, yeah, and then they have some more teasing where Elaine teases men, tells her to wear a dress for um, Gawain, yada, yada, yada. And right at this point, the door swings open again, thinking it's the wind or something again, and it's not. It's our good friend, Leandrin, Leand- Leandrin who, you know, if you remember her from the beginning of the book, she was our our, our, our good friend in the beginning. Uh, that was trying to shit, Rand, but you guys yep. didn't like I don't like her.
1: Well, Chris, did did you notice Alan did not mention uh Leandrin when he talked about former predictions? Yes, but
3: we did have a prediction.
1: Because we, we did we did, we did have a prediction uh-huh. about her.
0: Oh yeah. You guys did predict that she was yeah. Black
1: Asha. We it Yeah. At the time when we were talking about it, she was the only the only major one on our list. Well, I shouldn't say only, mm-hmm. she was the major one on our list. She was up there, Three. top tier. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. And I'm still kind of feel, I'm gonna put a check mark oh, next no. to that one. To <laughs> <up soon.
3: laughs>
1: yeah. We're gonna circle her name and underline it with three check marks. Yeah. Yeah. Three, check- Ooh, three? Three check marks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a timeout right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah. So, Leandry comes in all huffy puffy, like the um, you know, like the like the 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 Karen of the world, wants to speak to the manager. <laughs> very, very, has that scowl. and naive, like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. You need to leave now. Leave now.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. But then she tells Elaine and men to leave instead. He's like, well, but you're here. Good. Because I need to talk to you anyway. Elaine, men, get out. And they do. And then she starts to ask them about the boys.
3: Which is Again. interesting. It's like, what, why is it your business? Why is it your concern? It definitely yeah. comes up. And the the question mm-hmm. comes is like, first off, uh, the questions hit her like, why are you here? And it's like, oh, well, Moraine believes the boys are in trouble. And then they're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. what trouble? And then she's like, danger from Shao We need to head to Talon's head. So like, she's like got all of this depth of knowledge about what's going on with the guys. It's like, why would Moraine come to them herself? Or why would not she send somebody more trusted than Leandra? I I kind of question Nynaeve's judgment here. Like, she had these moments of, like, questions. Like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. But she still went with the flow, which really is, like, a little bit depressing, because I put more into um, Nynaeve's ability to judge character. So... I was disappointed. Yeah. Naneve is suspicious though.
0: Like she's asked me all the questions and, and Gwence is like taking a face value, like, oh Marine said it? Okay, fine, we'll go. And then was like, really? I don't I don't believe that.
1: Like <laughs> well, So so Chris, <clears throat> I have to add this also. The the conditioning that's been going on, uh 13 weeks, even if it's our week seven day weeks, but they're they're 10 day weeks, so 130 days of the conditioning of not just practicing how to use the power and everything like that but the uh chain of command the hierarchy how things are done and you know an accepted and a novice and how they should respond to any Aes Sedai. It doesn't matter if they're red blue black yellow whatever that that's a long time you know i i can only compare this to like uh basic training and there were plenty of people on week one that, when the drill sergeants walked away, thought they were the baddest of badasses and would try and pick fight with any pick a fight with anybody in the Bay. And they'd always puff out their chest and tell you where they're from. They'd be, oh, I'm from fucking Philly, motherfucker. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. But, you know, apparently that means something. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> by, by the end of the few weeks that you're with these people and the drill sergeants are really getting in your head and establishing what the actual hierarchy is and you're all equal pieces of shit and all that jazz you know by the end you everybody even the most strongest willed people i won't say they're broken but they're changed mm-hmm. uh, so that's naive is questioning it but at the same time, for 13 weeks, it's been drilled in her that you only question, but so far. She can only push those limits, but so far. And at the end of the day, she is speaking to an Aes Sedai right That's now. True. I would agree
2: with mm-hmm.
1: you. It's not... I don't like it, but I, with the time frame, I don't think it's totally unrealistic that she would start to kind of fall in line a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah, and it- Nadine asks where they're going, and Leandrin tells him so they're being hunted. The boys are. We need to go to and Head. And Aquain immediately is like, okay, then let's go. Um, You know, if they're in trouble, we'll go. And Nadine starts asking more questions. Leandrin's like, okay, you know what? No more. I can't say anything more. No more questions. I'm done talking to you. Meet me at the Oak Gear Grove, (laughs) you know, by whatever time. Bring your horses. The Black Aja's in the tower. They're going to hunt you down if you don't listen to what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) And she's not lying. But she's not telling the whole truth. Uh, What I thought about more in this situation is that given everything that's getting ready to go down, uh, when Moraine brought them here, wouldn't you think that Moraine would have had some private conversations with them, giving them more strict left and right boundary boundary markers? Like, like shouldn't Moraine have told them, okay, you know, go along with the process for sure. And, and it's, it's the real deal. We need you to go through the process. It's, it's worked for this long, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing, like shit's going down that we don't totally understand. So if anybody's asking you to do anything outside of what you feel is normal, you need to talk to me or talk to this person. Or that I feel like Moraine could have and maybe should have put some sort of safety in place for Nynaeve and Egwene especially, and she didn't. Yeah. And that's part of why like, all Egwene and Nynaeve had to go by here was what, what little they know and what they've been taught and what's been ingrained to them. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think
2: Moraine
0: also was so focused on Rand, you know, and wasn't – at that point, once – I mean, yeah, before they went to the White Tower, I guess they spent a lot of time with the girls, but, like, once at the the Faldara, like, she wasn't paying attention to anybody anymore. She was so focused on her
3: mission. Well, that's just to show some of her own yeah. maturity because it's the easiest way to get to Rand through his friends, especially through sure. Um yeah. Wayne, like – she knows the relationship there. She knows he plans on marrying her. So that, that would have been like yeah. red flag, let's make sure they're protected, let's, let's do the right thing. I mean, with him being at the White right tower, I'm sure she's seen yeah. that was the safest place for them. But clearly she didn't do her research well enough before she left.
0: And Nainib and Moraine are not the closest of friends either, too. I mean, Gawain, yes. Naneve still wants to kill Moraine. You know, that's yeah, the reason totally. why she's at the tower. <laughs>
1: but, like, anyway, though, so you know, it's not like a mean that's kill. Just it's just, I don't want to murder you. Just, you kind of <laughs> still technically deserve it, but you know, <laughs> we don't have to be enemies because i plan on. And often you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, as soon as they're. Nani's the trying to figure out all this stuff when men and Elaine come back in. They've been dropping eaves, Samwise, Um And, you know, through the little hole in the wall. And Egwene asked Min uh, to keep it a secret. But Min's like, I'm going. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not staying here.
1: Yeah, you don't have to worry about me telling anybody, because I'm not going to be here. I'm going with you, <laughs> <Yeah>. obviously. <laughs> exactly. <Hello? Yeah. laughs>
0: and Elaine's like, yeah, I'm going to go, too. And like, okay, okay. No, no, no. I'm going to go. And then Eve disapproves, say, you know, you're the daughter heir. This could start a war. But, you know, like, I, I don't care. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they start joking about snatching up Rand. Uh,
3: men and Elaine do. and Yeah. will uh, cue back and forth like, oh, if you don't get him, <laughs> you know, I'm going to get him. So. Uh,
0: and, and then to being the older, more wise person, actually trying to plan everything out. And the girls, like Gwaine, Elaine, and men just start kind of. Chatted about Rand and I can't wait in the chapter as them being all giddy girls about it.
1: No, let's not talk all positive and like all oh, the giddy girls and no. This is something we should be upset about. And this is a problem, this is a social problem that if we can do anything within our sphere of influence to abolish this, it needs to happen. There is nothing more frustrating than being a guy who hasn't he has not committed to anybody yet, right? And then you have a handful of girls that want to take it upon themselves to, you know, hash out and decide, well, if he picks you and if he picks me. And the worst case scenario is when you got a group of four or five girls that are really close friends and they just decide amongst themselves. Well, well, if if Ian decides to talk to us, he's totally going to be Elizabeth's boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Well, meanwhile, Ian, who is allowed to make his own daggone choice and it's like. I want to go spit some game at you know this other girl over here, yeah. and he goes to talk to her. And then she's like, "Oh, how about you meet my friend Elizabeth?" And you're like, "I don't want to meet Elizabeth. I came here to talk to you." But they already fucking decided. It's very frustrating. It just. <laughs> no, you guys need to not overthink stuff until. Has 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 Rand even made a move on any of them? Uh, maybe
0: Gwynne, but like just by default like just by default, you know, like, because
1: I don't even what's a, if it's a move, it's, yeah, it's, it's connection like connection. Cause they were probably someone else decided they were supposed to be together, but yeah, he never even really made a move on anybody. And they're trying to hash this out. I mean, that's messed up. Come on now, get out of here with that. I hope yeah. he does end up with Matt. That shit would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Joke. Oh, Jokes and all of them, yeah. Any final
3: thoughts from you, Chris? I put my on, so I'm just done. Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: sorry. So- I, I started drinking early today, so you guys are in for a wild ride until I get sleepy. It's, oh
0: yeah, yeah. No, it's it's okay. Yeah, um <laughs> I I my takeaways from this this chapter is really just about playing balls.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we came oh, up with anything so else. <laughs> can I add one more semi-serious thing? Sure. If it doesn't stick, you can edit it out. Um, but I do appreciate all of the girls admitting their fear and power to one another. And uh, if I can relate that to any type of leadership training or um, positions I've been in where I had to demonstrate myself as a leader, you know, gain confidence about, like, it's important to not uh pretend you're something you're not in front of your subordinates right Um uh, especially going in a dangerous situation denying that you're afraid is a horrible <laughs> idea it sounds good on the surface you know oh, Pretend to be confident but really what you're doing is if i'm afraid but i lie about it and say no everybody should just be fine doing this uh then the other individuals would think to themselves, well, gosh, there must be something wrong with me. I must be a coward because I'm actually afraid and now I'm afraid to admit it. So those moments where you can admit those fears, but also have a discussion about a healthy way to embrace it and still move forward. Like that, that's pretty important. Um, And I didn't, I didn't have like a great pile of notes next to that, but I did circle that and, you know, put an explanation mark because that that's a, Uh, a pretty big coming together of of these girls and admitting that to one another. I think it'll help them in the long run.
0: Sure. That's some some communication.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's the second time it's happened since we started this series. Yeah, I think so.
0: I think maybe the second. I think it might have been the first time.
1: We'll see. Yeah, I said uh, second just to be generous, but.
0: Yeah. You know. <laughs> Anyways, you, Chris, is that, you nah, said you said we covered it all. We got it all. Moving on the chapter thirty-nine, flight from the White Tower, and the icon is the leaf vine thingy, have the Avidinosaur a- leaf. Yeah, the Avidosaur leaf, which of course means you're normally it's just, it's now become a symbol for the ways because they picked that leaf off to, to
3: travel the ways. Yeah. To to get into the ways. So, yeah. So, so I did have a couple of thoughts when I first saw the Evendusora leaf. Um, at first I was just like, well, it's been a while. So I wonder if the, the what's it called? The dark storm or wait, no. Masha sheen. Masha sheen. The but black is, wind. The black wind. Thank you. storm just keeps entering my mind. Um, whether or not it would be there waiting on them. Oh, uh, like, yeah. well, why why wouldn't it be? Like, well, And then it was like, well, is this specifically following Rand? Is that the orders it's under? And will it be easy for them to kind of get in and get out untouched? And then if it's not waiting for them, is it tied to Leandra being the one guiding them? And what does she have to indicate to Shin, that it shouldn't go after her. So a lot of thoughts flooded my mind as we headed towards. Yeah. this.
0: yeah. Well, we get some some comments on it in a bit, so we'll we'll get there. So, yeah. So we start out. Egwene and Elaine are making their way through the tower. They're kind of sneaking around. They're trying to avoid being seen. Uh, there's lots of petitioners everywhere. So you get the idea that like people come from all over to talk to and I Sedai to ask for help or petition stuff, because that's just what people do. So they're kind of dressed as commoners as well. They they they've lost their their garbs as accepted and novice, you know, dresses and they're wearing regular clothes to kind of blend in and hide. And super sketchy about seeing said i or even other novices are except they might know because they're trying to sneak out of here um without being caught um and and men is just wearing britches and being normal men it's just like well i gotta be your servant you know because you guys you know obviously need servants
3: <laughs> men's just happy to be back in regular clothes again
0: yeah <laughs> and, yeah. And, and so you get this little tense scene where like, you know, they see an ice die talking to someone and they see an accepted that they know and they're trying like they're ducking down hallways trying to get out of the tower. And it's kind of this tense little scene. It doesn't last long, but yeah. Um they're definitely trying to sneak out.
3: Well, I think it at first it was interesting to look at the fact that they are still trying to talk Elaine out of going and how they tried to talk. Um, men out of going, and men was just like, Well, Lane is just a part, as much a part of the pattern now as you all are, and your danger is becoming more sharp now that you've made the decision to leave. So for me, I've been like, Bruh, what is this danger? And should I really be going if it's gotten clearer to men now that we've made this decision? And then I would have been inquisitive and like, So what does Leandra have to do with this danger? So I don't think they were questioning enough, but. You know, that's just me. Yeah, that's right. The the fact that they're kind of blending in and wearing their richer clothes to escape, I thought that was interesting since Rand kind of used the same tactic to 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 get into the the last city he was in before he um really got into the big trouble here. So
1: yeah yeah i I had some appreciation for uh naive and her strategy of you know what we're gonna try this so if we're gonna do it, go all out, act confident, walk confidently, go straight to your objective, and don't give off any kind of air that like you, you don't know what you're doing you know if you do it confidently, especially around masses like that, people are just not gonna question you but for the most part uh People don't. They're rather I won't say cowardly, but they just I don't know, people don't normally um man, I should have thought that further through 'cause cowardly is the only word I'm coming up with, but that's not necessarily it. Like people are gonna call you out if you're walking around confidently. Like they, they don't they don't have the balls so either. I should leave that in the last chapter and not continue Very talking. Different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyways. Yeah, good, good on you for for doing that. And because I mean, it works. I don't know how many times I've been in situations where I was somewhere or doing something I either shouldn't have been there or shouldn't have been doing it, but I just rolled with it confidently, and people assumed I was where I was supposed to be. And God, I've gotten, I've I've sat down for dinners with people I had no business hanging out with just because they assumed I belong. Um,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, it works. Yeah, and eventually they do make it
0: to the stables and we get our favorite character back.
2: Bella! Bella! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> Anyways. Um and, and Nadine's being like super harsh to the stableman. Uh like the guys there, he's like that they're just like, Yeah, we just need the horse like Egwene and Elaine are being you know, nice to them and, and Nadine's just harsh, just like Saddle our horses now, don't ask questions. Uh Leandrin
3: had already spoken to the saddle the stableman as well. So well, she's also trying to portray her idea of what an Aes Sedai is and does. Like, she flashed yeah. her rings, she had that attitude, like, don't question my authority. Like, she definitely was feeling herself, which is kind of funny, because she never implied that she would fall into that role, and she's definitely anti-Aes Sedai. And now she's more Moraine-like than ever, so... That, that ticked mm-hmm. my fancy just a little bit. I was like, "Oh, she's a mini moraine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh but you know, yeah. she the the guy was just like, okay, I get it. There was supposed to be one accepted and one novice, though. Why are there two more people here? And she's like, go get it done. And I think part of that is due to her agitation because she is now over adventures. I think between her And Egwene, they no longer want to adventure anymore. They just hate going out. A point in life where you realize that going to the club is no longer a big deal. (laughs) And you would much rather have a house in Netflix and chill. I think that's where they've hit. They're they're at that Netflix and chill stage of their life.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and a little bit towards the end of the last chapter when I talked about. You know Nynaeve protesting about who would go this that and the other, but then it's decided they're gonna go and um Jordan says, however much she might argue beforehand once a course of action had been decided, Naiveve always went went right to the practicalities uh and you know it speaks to her character the same way her just walking confidently through uh this town here, and even the obstacle of the stableman, it's like in in her mind, all right, this has to happen. The four of us are going like I'm not I'm not going to let any little thing and or person or whatever get in the way and, and be a hiccup there. So he protests b- briefly and she just by whatever means at that point, because it was already decided they were going by whatever means she was going to make that happen. If she had to be cockier than she felt or suggest she was eyes to die or whatever, didn't matter, wasn't going to stop her. She was going to get it done.
3: Yeah, so sure.
1: Yeah, and then, of course,
0: Elaine does tip the the, the stable head, and, and Nadine kind of looks at her and says, you know, my mother always said that a stick and honey always works better than just a stick. Um, <laughs> I, sort of like I like that little quote.
3: I did, too. I actually highlighted that. That's probably my favorite quote of this chapter, i going back to that thought, is you – what was the word nice nasty is always the way of went about it? Or nasty, nice, depending on the situation. So yeah. I, I've always seen like your your best boss people are always nice, nasty. Like you never know if they're being serious or if they're being sarcastic, you don't know until it actually matters. And all of a sudden it's like, Okay, we need to get this done because if not, we're gonna pay for this. So
0: yeah. yeah, and like if you if you ever take classes on like management um, or like you know a leadership class, that's one thing they always talk about when you're talking to someone that did something wrong. Like they call it crap sandwiches, where yeah. you sandwich yeah. it with yeah. yeah, you you sandwich it with something really good they've done, then what they did wrong, and and then end with something good too. So like they start on a good feeling, they end on a good feeling, but then you have the really bad stuff in the middle. Where it's like, eh, this is why you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah.
3: Anyways, um, so like they make their way out of- the middle of the conversation. He's just like, ah, I'm great. <laughs> I'm like, listen, to you happen, great again. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah. And they make their way out of the out of the out of the tower grounds. They think the guards can stop them. But they don't even care. They're just like, yeah. regardless people coming in. They don't care about people leaving. Hmm. Um. Make their way to the city, more people, you know, they describe more of the city and more of the people around, and they get to the Ogier Grove. Um, yeah. So, anything about that little travel scene? I mean, it's really short. I think it's like three lines, but.
3: Yeah, it's just like, okay, so they exit Charlemagne's Gate. They didn't care. They went to the Ogier Grove. All right, to the north end. They didn't care. Yeah. And Leandra just burst out, like, wait, hold on a second. Why are there four of you? Didn't I tell you there's going to be two? Didn't I tell you not to say anything? Y'all are slipping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's kind of and she, And then she says, you know, I
0: already had made arrangements for Elaine and Mick. I don't know too much about that.
3: What it, What do you think? She had arrangements made to take care of them. And that kind of tipped Nynaeve off. She was like, what do you mean to take care of them? And then she's like, you know, we know there's black Aja, so we're just gonna have them taken care of. And then there was the <laughs> reference to the pole lanterns, so and Nani was really catching on to, all right, there's something a little off about what's going on here, but we're gonna go with the flow for the sake of the guys. So
1: yeah, yeah, she was definitely gonna have uh, the two girls offed, like couldn't have them talk and suggest or even risk that they might know where they're going or anything like that, or even uh, the fact that they were in the room when Leandrin came in there, like she probably would have had them off just so they couldn't say, well, the last, last time I saw them, they were with Leandrin.
3: Right. So her taking care of men is one thing, but going after Elaine is a completely different thing. So I'm wondering if she was just saying that to pacify the other two, like, oh, well, you should have left them. I would have taken care of them just to get ease them into a false sense of security. Because I, I just don't see her killing off Elaine, being that she's like the heir to,
1: you know, this land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, this will unfold some more. So maybe I should wait, but this still kind of applies now. This is when I start thinking about it uh, as I'm reading, um, you know, with the four of them going, that's a good thing in many ways. But one of the reasons it's a good thing is it's not just because, uh, you know, Lane and, and who she is and her family and all that jazz, but who else is at Tarvalon right now specifically because she's there. Well, her brother, brothers, yes, both, well, brother, half brother, brothers, however you want to say it, and they're not going to be okay with. Uh, oh, they went somewhere and they'll be back right quick. Mm-hmm. You know, so at least from that end, you're going to have at least two people that are immediately going to take action, whether it's. One, one chase after them and somebody else run home to tell mom or something like that. And I don't know if Leandrin really thought all of that through. I think she just had a – we'll get into this. She had a deadline to meet, had to be there at a certain time and just kind of went with it. But um, all of them coming together should should play in their favor. They, they should have um, help coming their way or at least trying to.
3: They have no idea. They, being anybody else in the tower, that Leandra had anything to do with the group leaving. So yes, there's going to be this like air of where my where's my sister and where are these other three people? But they're not going to know who to address that question to, except for if Leandra got sloppy and doesn't take care of her loose ends that are
1: there. Yeah, the I mean, the guy at the stable.
3: Yeah, that would be her loose end. He either has to be very
1: um, dedicated to her, or he needs to be off. Yeah, or or maybe someone did see them in the crowd that talks, but I I don't know. We'll we'll see. Obviously, that this is going to happen. If not in this book, pretty soon in the next one. You, yeah, you just can't ignore it. Yeah, and naive
0: starts demanding where they're going, and Leandrin's like, "Right here," and it's the ways. Oh, this pretty. is where we're going. <laughs> And they're, then they start getting super nervous because, well, Egwene and Nadine have been to the Ways, but Men and Elaine had never have. So they've only heard stories, and they're not happy about this at all.
3: I think this is the first time that I really see Men shook up. Mm-hmm. I, men was like, uh, we're, we're going where? We're, we're doing what? Um, really? No, nah, we can't do that. He yeah, actually, shook and men's not normally shook about anything, so yeah.
1: Me. I will say this is probably the first time our Discord community has uh ruined um like my headcanon and, and what I'm picturing and as I'm reading because I know what Jordan wrote, but uh, after everything we've been discussing for the longest time, what I pictured in this scene. Instead of Leandrin, I pictured Delusions standing there with Baby Yoda on her shoulder, just saying, "This is the way." And I know I'm like blending together way too many things we've talked about, and there's some Star Wars there and whatnot. But that's, you know, that's what I'm that's what I'm reading. Not to say that Delusions is, you know, black black Aja, but I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's what I saw. Mm. That's, that's how that my scene out in front of the way gates was. This is the way, Baby Yoda. thinks. Okay. <laughs> the, the,
3: the, minute, the minute Leandra opened the way gates, the next note I put is Leandra is black. Yeah. Oh yeah, like
0: oh yeah. <laughs> but she keeps on threatening the Black Asha, like left and right. That's like her go-to. It's black Aja, and
1: Black Asha. She says it confidently, and she can't lie. So how can she say it confidently without lying? Unless she knew. Unless she was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And by the way, it, in chat, Delusions just said, this is the ways. This is the way.
1: Added the F. This is the ways. That popped in my head. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs>
3: so they enter into the darkness and they follow a white line. A white trail.
0: Before, before we get there, and Gwen goes in first by herself like way before everybody else with no lights. So if you just imagine it like pitch black and she's waited there for like a good minute, like it just freezes. But then then Night Eve comes through with with the lanterns. But yeah, that'd be super freaky.
3: Well yeah, she even said like she knew right away that she made a mistake because time was difficult and she wasn't quite sure. I guess she instantly freaked herself out, so I'd agree. Mm-hmm. And she yep. it like the, the darkness was bearing down on them, almost against them. None were heard, yeah. But they could feel the taint on in, and there was a dimming of light, as if the light was trying to retreat inside of itself.
1: Yeah. Yep, and they go okay. to the first guiding. Well, oh. We've. Uh, I was just going to say we've mentioned it before, but it's worth mentioning again. Um. Alan I know you've experienced it but if you've ever been in open ocean nowhere near land
0: no never overca-
1: o- overcast night no no <laughs> moonlight no starlight no nothing uh and there's no light pollution from anywhere cuz you're hundreds of miles offshore that is the most soul sucking darkness if it, it, and if you're on a boat and you turn off all the lights you can't see your hand in front of your face it's the weirdest mm-hmm. feeling and that doesn't even have like you know the the taint floating around that there is in the ways to to add to that, but even that experience is like a it's a darkness darknessy feel it it just it's ominous, you know so that that's I definitely thought of that while reading this oh yeah.
3: Like quite a physical a mental fear of mine is like that fear of the unknown. It always comes back to the vastness of the ocean. And yeah, that freaks like if I'm in the water and I just look out, it all of a sudden takes me over and completely freaks me out. And I like I'm paralyzed in the water.
0: I was I was sailing off in the Java Sea off of Sumatra and we had a storm that came through and there's thirty foot 30-foot waves, and you couldn't see them coming because it was pitch black. And the only time so – it was the middle of a storm. And the only time you'd see them is if lightning struck. And then you just like – you know, <laughs> get like a flash of these giant waves all around you They goes pitch black again. You're like, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> I know you didn't mean for that to be funny, but I died laughing because in that moment, I, I pictured a flash of light. Alan looks to the right. Thirty foot wave about to crash on him, and you have a split second to go. Oh fuck! <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, um, the
0: the waves doesn't have giant thirty foot waves, but yes, I do. I have been in that situation where you can't see yeah,
3: anything. Deep darkness. It's yeah. It's scary. Thirty foot waves of despair.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So yeah, so they get to the the first guiding. Uh, Leandra pulls out a little piece of paper that apparently, so she knows where she's going, and you get more description again of the ways. I mean, this is pretty much the same we got in Eye of the World, where you had like the different islands and the and, uh, the ramps and the the bridges, and and it basically recaps what the
3: ways look like. This makes me suspicious as well because she had a piece of paper. I know that it not seem like mm-hmm. a big deal, but Moraine knew nothing about the ways. She would yep. not have been able to give a piece of paper and she wasn't going to get an old gear to go in there and map out one place mm-hmm. to the next. So I was like, this is just further solidifying my thought that
1: Leandra is the dark one. Yeah. yeah. And, and they seem to move through it very efficiently. Mm-hmm. Like she was full charge and they've been talking about their pace. Like she's just going hundred percent. So she yeah. wasn't guessing which way she was going. Like she, the the notes she had were pretty solid. Uh, and yeah. we talked about earlier about how the Trollocs and whatnot were going through the phase and they were just throwing numbers at it. So like they didn't care if they lost any or whatever. So they from what we know right now of all the people that exist in this world, um, you know, the Trollocs, the dark friends, whatever that community, they probably have the best notes on how to travel this way. You know? yeah yeah, and, and and i love this next little scene
0: because then men starts asking like how long before we get there and it reminds me of like kids in the backseat like are we there yet and the parents is like well get there when i tell you we're there like <laughs> don't, yeah. me, don't let me turn this car around right now right now
1: <laughs> and the, the more you keep asking the longer it'll take like yeah. i'm pretty sure those all the what would she say? The more you bother me, the longer it will be. So yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like the annoyed parents in the front. Of the kids like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs>
2: That's perfect. Um,
0: yeah, and, and then suddenly, like, she just like stops and is like, okay, time for food and rest. It's nighttime. Uh, so apparently, she has an idea of you know, land did that when they went to the lays, but I guess it's, it comes with time. I guess an experience. I don't know. Yeah. Then so your body tells you it's time to go to bed then so you can go to sleep. Yeah, I'm tired. It's time to stop. So, and then they ask more about the Black Wind, and this is where Leandron says, um, scolds them about it, saying don't use the One Power. And, you know, it doesn't seem to be concerned with the Black Wind at all. Like, Black Wind at all. She says, like, I'll handle it if that happens, but doesn't seem concerned at all about it.
3: Which is confusing. Yeah, Why? Totally. What's the big deal about using the one power in
1: the uh, the way. gate. Well, even oh, we Gwen still- talking about how it how it would feel. At least the way she described it, it would it would be similar to a guy or a male eye trying to use the power and having to reach through the taint or the black smoke or the whatever. You would just be dirty by trying to touch it. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, that's not a good answer to why, but it's it's just more description that it's
0: well. Do you remember when Moraine used the power in the in the ways, the first book?
3: Well, I know the the wind came after her.
0: But did she yeah, shot but then she shot she shot fire at it, but rather than the fire coming through clear, it came through like all goopy and like the f- power got super corrupted instantly. Like yeah. it, it it didn't react right. Everything was wrong yeah, sure.
1: about it. Um so
3: makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I hope sarcastic cuz I I don't know what's happening either. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 so yeah, um so yeah, it, it's it's it, the power gets super corrupted and if you use the power in the ways it attracts it, it attracts Mach, machin Chin So um they, they don't want to use the power at all. So then Matt, Min asks about the black widow, they tell her about it and she's not happy at all about coming at this point.
1: <laughs> That's never what she
0: said. Yeah. Actually, was said, that she was uh, happy she was about coming. Okay.
2: Anyway.
0: Yeah. And then Min asks Egwane, uh um, what if uh you know, what if you don't marry Ran Rand doesn't want to marry her? Uh Gwaine says that, that she doesn't want to marry him at this point, that she doesn't think he'll marry anybody, blah blah blah. And then she goes to sleep.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it has nightmares about our other friends. Good old Balzimon. Yeah,
3: you know, I wasn't quite sure. I mean, why? Why is he popping up in her dreams now? So so often.
1: Well, he didn't for a while. Hmm. But now he is again. Yeah. So is he popping up back in her dreams because she's in the ways, or is he popping up back in her dreams because if you look at the timeline? Rand has completed his time travel and now he's back existing in her world again. And then is it Beelzeleman or is it Rand that she's dreaming about? Good question. Hmm. I, I'm just making stuff up. I have, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, but I feel okay. So I'm only worried. I only worried about having more questions than answers. If we're on book 13 and I'm still like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. But like right now, book two, I still feel like I, Chris, we should be fine with not quite knowing, yeah, right? I
3: feel the
1: same way. Yeah, we should be okay right now with not knowing. So, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah so, you know, she's happy when Leandrin kicks her in the, in the side to wake her up because <laughs> <laughs> she's had nightmares and she's happy about it. Um, and next day, they just push her really hard. Uh, they take quick naps, but it's back to traveling like even even the next night it's a quick like nap it's not even a real sleep it's just here's a nap let's keep going um and they're just pushing really hard to get out of the out of the ways and they finally get to this last and then suddenly they're heading towards the way gate and that's the end of the chapter
1: push it real good now so if you were going to have a montage during this whole ways traveling that would be the song Push it real good, don't, don't, don't. That would go right along doo, with the doo, balls doo, doo, and the white
3: line of stuff that they were following the white trail. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, I, I didn't even think of the hell, oh, man. I said it earlier and nobody picked up on it, so I was like, okay. I should have let that go. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Ooh. Yep.
0: Yeah. Boy. So she opens the gate, and that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. So thoughts.
1: So, as a whole, this chapter didn't give us a whole lot. The girls chatted amongst themselves some more about Rand, and I tuned that out. (laughs) Let me know when I need to start paying attention to that, because as of right now, I'm just like, yeah, it's so annoying to listen to them talk about how they're going to divvy up Rand. I mean, how sexist of them. just mm, Like, Rand doesn't get a decision. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, uh, I guess the big thing that I focused on here. Well, the big questions I got had to do with their ability to travel the ways right now. So easily um, uninterrupted by Masha Sheen, like what is, and there, there's no real answers. Like, even if we say Landrin she is black Aja and she is working for whoever. And I, I don't know, that still doesn't explain a, a, evil force that we kind of labeled as a chaotic evil that for the longest time, just randomly roamed um, the ways. Now we're at a point where the black wind is specifically chasing certain people or trying to block certain people. And she felt fully confident being able to walk through there. Well, that means something or someone is controlling it. Uh, I don't know. Again, more questions, but that was the big thing is what's unique about Leandra and what's unique about who, if she is the black Aja, which we think she is, you know, who she works for, who she works with, how, how are they able to control it or predict how it's going to be controlled in such a way that they could travel like this. So that's the big question that I got coming out of this. Okay.
3: You know, that also, like, it, if you look at our theory about Maish and Shin being controlled by Pat and Fane, it doesn't really add up.
1: I know. That's what I'm, wor- that's what I'm worried Pet about. Pat and Fane
3: isn't really at the back of call of the Al-Zaman at this point. Like, he ha- it hasn't been implied or even stated. Yep. Somewhat implied, but not stated at all. So,
1: So does that give more... We also talked about the Black Wind being attracted either to the Dagger... Or being attracted to Rand, and I'm wondering—I I lean more towards it being attracted to Rand. Like, uh, uh, what, if, what if, by the end of this book or next book, we find out that Rand realizes, wait a minute, I can actually control it, and and that it's him that it's not after to devour, but you know, it's 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 drawn to him, and he has the ability to. Manipulate it, I'm out I don't know. All
3: the questions, no the answers.
1: Yeah, yep. the, the,
0: the wind did call out
1: Rand's name. Remember that? Yeah, I I know. That's... A Thor, a Thor. Yep. Yeah, it but
3: it's, okay, okay, so a
1: we're completely down the wrong track now. <laughs> <laughs> But I so it it speaks to where my mind was on this chapter, which wasn't very much what this chapter was about. It just it just got me going down these tangents. Um, Mm -hmm. I I started thinking again about when we met our O'Gear friend that was totally mindless. And they talked about like he was just completely void of his entire essence. He's just body. That's it. There's no soul, nothing. So what the Black Wind took from him was his soul, his being. And that is now part of the black wind. Mm-hmm. Um, so the black wind, Masha Sheen, it it could be made up of a bunch of, you know, former male eyes that went crazy and it could be, you know, a bunch of their souls, but it's also any other soul or spirit or being that they've captured along the way. So within mm-hmm. there, you also have goodness or the potential for it, you know, yeah. Or maybe you don't I don't know. Why would I say you know? I don't know. I'm just seven seven books to find out. Let's move on to the next chapter, because I can summarize that in two to three words. The whole next chapter? Wow. The whole next chapter. All right, moving on to chapter 40. Domine,
0: or Damane, or whatever you pronounced it. Damn. Damane. I think the way they pronounce the audiobooks is Damane. I might be wrong. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Icon is a new icon. We've never seen this one before, but we, we learned what this is pretty quickly. That's our that's our collar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Our connection. Yep. So Ian, you had some words about this chapter? Oh yeah. So if people want the cliff notes, uh it applies in multiple ways, but I have a two word summary and a three word summary. So which would you all like to hear first?
3: Three first, then two.
1: Three for two? Can we go two, then three? I, I should have just offered two Sure. Okay. Let's yeah. build, because it builds on each other. So the two-word summary is that bitch.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that bitch, can, Leandra. <laughs> hey, it could be applied in a couple of places. Um, eventually, it could be applied to the one who even holds uh, a Gwain's collar. Um, right yeah. yeah, so it applies there. And then, are y'all ready for the three word version? Yeah, okay. That fucking bitch. <laughs> and, and that's mostly for Leandrin, but still can apply to some others in this chapter. So that's all I got, folks. Y'all have a good night. Until next time. All right. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that's the end of the night, guys. We're done. Uh (laughs) That's it. Wrapped it up pretty
1: smoothly. Yeah, yeah, no. We have a lot to talk about
0: this one.
1: Can I say this, though? Uh, I actually thought about whether or not to say that. I I try to share with you all, in certain important parts, what my actual reaction was, because I'll read, then reread, and listen. And sometimes by the third time I listen, I have a different reaction. But I try to give you all my raw, like, in the moment. That's what I thought. Uh, but that's exactly what I thought as I'm reading that. I'm like, that bitch, that fucking bitch. Are you kidding me? And I know that sounds harsh. I don't use it often, usually rarely, but there is a time and a place. And if I'm wrong here, someone let me know. But I feel like Leandrin, um, she, she deserved it that time. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I think she deserved it too. We like it when you give it to us raw.
1: <laughs> okay, there, there we yeah. go. Right.
0: Yeah, so we'll get started. So, um, starts the chapter with Egwene walking out of the way gate, and she's like out of the way gate for like almost a whole minute, and she becomes aware she's not alone, that there's like 50 armed men like all around her. Um, there's a couple of women with gray dresses on, and um, and then there's some other women that have a uh, fork lightning on their. Uh, I guess not dress, but outfit uh, notices that there's collars and leashes and, and one woman's on a platform being carried by eight men.
3: Um, yeah, all I could think about was 300, the Persian king. Yeah, like I never like mm-hmm. that flashed in my mind. I'm like, why is this image in my mind?
0: Yeah. So we, we, start, we start there as Leandrin comes out and greets the High Lady Surath. Well, Initial yeah. thoughts. <laughs> like, like you get out, you see all these people like all around, and did you know right away something was going to happen? Or
3: I had uh, a split second where it was like, we have warrior women and men in men armor. This is weird, and I was like, well, <laughs> I guess this is how the girls felt as it exited. And Leandra sure did close up that gate as quick as she could. And then, right, yeah. this is kind of hostile. Like, what, what? What are we doing here? Like, my mind kind of went to where I guess all the girls' minds went, which was, oh, shit, we're screwed. Yeah. Like, that realization set in real quick. We have uh, the high lady, Sarah, off. And she's just like, where are the two that you told me about? I was like, wait a second. what? Where's Moraine? Where's land? Like, where's our real greeting party? So.
1: This is an example as it unfolds where... Agwain's I don't know if it's trusting of Leandrin but like her her narrow focus on trying to help and save Ran is going to get her in trouble because it affects her first instinct like she's trying to trust Leandrin and give her the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt and even ask Leandrin what is this uh mm-hmm. versus Nynaeve who even though she's going along with it she's like red red aja sus Totally mm-hmm. sucks, <laughs> and she's a hundred percent prepared to react and defend. And that split second first reaction mentality is really what makes the difference in what unfolds here. I mean, we not, are, not I need is more powerful, but I still think Egwene, if she were prepared, could have responded better in defending herself here. You know, but.
0: Yeah. And, and this first interaction, when they greet, and she greets Seroth, Sarath says something about, like, I thought you were going to bring two girls. It's like, well, "Why about you three. And Naive immediately panics. She starts panicking. And then everything happens really fast because, from Egwene's point of view, and she doesn't really know what's happening. She's confused. Everything just kind of happens with a flash. And suddenly, someone grabs her and puts a collar around her neck. Egwene immediately turns around and hits the woman. Um, and it staggered back because she felt like someone just like slammed into her face.
3: It felt like a man slammed into her face, which is interesting. Right. It, it does show that she's got some some country girl strength for sure. Now we we later learned that that hit was amplified, but at least she had that reaction to fight back. Like we give her a bunch of crap for being the innocent one, but she she handled herself just not as well as we had. It just didn't have the outcome we intended
1: to so. have. Yeah. I don't know. Let, letting somebody who could potentially do harm to you that you don't know or trust stand behind you in a position where they could grab you, no, that was our first fault. That's yeah. You, you don't let yourself get surrounded. You don't let somebody creep up behind you.
3: No, you never get flanked. That's, that's a rule yep. everywhere.
1: It's a rule yes. you know, it's dangerous. I don't let myself get flanked at McDonald's. Or, or anywhere, I I don't enjoy people behind me at all. No,
3: I. I agree.
0: So yeah, someone in chat just brought up that uh, remember the time when Ian was really happy that he might be Sean yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Alan, don't don't bring that up if they call you about my clearance, okay? If, <laughs> okay. If they start reading to that, I don't I don't think I'll pass the psych profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, um. And, and and during all this scene,
0: all the confusion, the wind picks up. It's going kind of crazy. And Aniv, uh, when the wind dies down, Aniv and Elaine are gone. The big guy that was right there has Men's dagger like hanging in him. Um, obviously was stabbed by him. Um, and yeah, and the and the woman on the other side, of the collar starts giving Agwen her first lesson.
3: Well, yeah. So just to kind of back up, and it's just like a silver quill. I'd love to see. If there's any writing on it, any symbols, you know, anything that would allude to the magic that was used to essentially leash Egwene, because that's what happened. She was put on a leash, Mm -hmm. and she, the the lady that leashed her, uh, Rena, she first told Egwene, you know, be careful what you do, be careful how angry you get. Because any pain that you inflict on me, you'll get back doubled. And if you try to channel towards me, you'll feel the pain for that. As a matter of fact, if you try to channel without my permission, you're going to feel the pain. And then Mm -hmm. she's like, and you know what? What's your name? Because I'm going to allow you to keep your name. Because I like you enough to give you your name. But just know that that's me being kind.
0: Right. Right. And and it going, then it refuses and it immediately starts burning, like like being tortured.
3: Yeah, it, it definitely shows that obedience is key here. Um, well, obedience—what's it called? I can't think of the word. That <laughs> um, But anyway, it, it. You know, they. She's been enslaved. If you want to look at it any other way, that's that's right. what it is she definitely is enslaved and she has to listen to what she's told. So I, I think the the one side of that is, is that she's definitely going to be taught how to use her powers. Yeah. I guess almost like a warlike effort um, because she is with warrior people. So she'll get that yeah. lesson out of it. But, She's also gonna be taught to be very obedient. So I'm wondering how this is gonna play a role from this book forward. What the PTSD mm-hmm. is gonna look like, how she'll evolve, how she'll look the power, whether or not she'll lose her sense of uh innocence. Uh, I'm I'm worried for her now.
1: Yeah. I I hope that um they actually spend a little time more time than Jordan did writing this, but I hope they spend more time in the series showing this because I think people, if, uh, if a Gwaine is very quick with just a couple threats to her of pain and a couple threats to men, if, if a Gwaine's quick to acquiesce, then people are think, Oh, Gwaine's weak. She broke. What a coward, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, you can you could read up on this. You don't have to actually go through like Sears school, but even even what we train our special forces and pilots and people that are at risk for being caught behind enemy lines and all that jazz, what we train them is to break that type A mentality that you have to never break uh, because the truth is with enough pressure, with the right amount of pressure and the right amount of time, ev- everybody breaks. It It doesn't matter how strong you are. Uh, if, if the person trying to break you is even halfway decently trained, they will make you break. Uh, but the key, the key is being able to recognize that and control it in such a way that you're inflicting as little damage to yourself so you could survive because surviving and getting home is key and number one. Uh, and, and, you you resist in such a way to try and prevent harm to others you know don't make your situation worse sort of thing but part of that is you're going to have to give in you're going to have to relinquish control to some extent so if they go too quickly through this i feel like people are going to look at it and go ah Gwen, what a little coward she just meh so so naive and just gives in and blah 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 but uh, it, there's an opportunity there to show it in such a way where where people understand, I, I don't care who you are, you, you can be the most badass of badasses uh, in the hands of the right person with the right power, you're going to break. And it's she, going to happen. She's
3: going to learn how to be true, I said I, because she's going to have to learn how to craft her words and her actions in a way that suits her desire, while not invoking this pain on herself.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I, there's opportunity here in the long run for her, for sure. Yeah. So hopefully they don't break her, too, break her down too hard in the series.
0: So, like I said, ask her name. She refuses at first. She turns and asks Leandrin why, um, but this is ignored. And as she's being punished, finally she says her name, and the brain stops immediately. Um, and she pats a on the head like a dog. Like, good mm. girl. So then we changed change over to Seroth who is pissed that the others got away um, and and Seroth actually suggests just leashing Leandrin <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and that's when they start going into you know their master wouldn't be happy this is their master's plan
3: before we go on to that I want to know how Rena and the others consider the use of the power how who Rena and the others <laughs> well, well
0: so so, Aes can can sense other channelers channeling. Yeah, but we don't so, know that
3: Rena's an Sedai. We know that she holds. She,
0: well, she's she's leashed to. So, part of the power of the IDOM, uh, that, that that the device that she's holding on her wrist that connects to Aguin's, is she feels everything that her Damane feels.
3: But so she. There was another yeah. another. Um, what are we
1: call uh, people that felt told them yeah hold them, sold them yeah was, well and good sorry she re, she responds to that a little bit and says that you know uh you know someone that's been doing this for a while can sense and see and peck up on tails and and be pretty sure whether or not they saw someone actually try to channel or not
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's unmistakable you know if you're the one holding the leash you know whether or not they do so it's more so, a
3: it deeper connection
1: right yeah. so somebody without the connection not holding the leash they can pick up on telltales maybe with experience but the person holding the leash will know whether or not you actually try to channel it, and they'll know
0: they'll know if anybody else try to channel too because they'll feel that through the person.
1: Okay. Does that oh, well, yeah, True, yeah. Yeah I guess you can through them. That's a mm-hmm. possibility.
0: anyway, you know we get to this next thing about the whole master thing and they start exchanging threats with each other
3: well you know i i, I want to know who the master is which master are we talked about i had a I had a question mark for you guys
1: <laughs> yeah i I don't think it's I don't think it's just the emperor or empress is it empress right now currently emperor, empress yeah empress yeah makes sure you live forever <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> are we talking
3: about are we talking pat and fane are we talking you know what's his name is coming back from the dead after billions of years <laughs> we had our rumor about yeah oh, his name just left. My, Hawk, author Audra author Hawker? Hawker. Like, yeah now we got rumors about him being back already floating around like Or maybe it's Rand. Maybe Rand wanted them captured. I mean, we have had all of these months go by. Maybe Rand's flipped a switch finally. Like, (laughs) maybe he wanted the the girls brought to him, but in a different way for a different reason. But did he want them to be beat the entire way there? (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, you you got two bullheaded, stubborn people that wanted to tell him how his life was going to be run. Why not go ahead and? Capture them and make them bend to his will.
1: And the and the, no. and the truth is, the real truth is, you uh, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometime, you, you might, just find. might find you get what you need. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Let's see how many podcasts in a row we can bring that one up because that's, that's two in a row right now. <laughs>
0: that's, yeah, was, I think push it was two. It was, no, that was two episodes ago. We skipped one. It, it was yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: But you can probably find a way to work that in there. Yeah. We probably could. Um so
0: so yeah, so they exchange threats. Um uh Leandrin says they must that she must go find Nineveh, uh, because they 'cause they're they're told they have to take Egwene and Nynaeve across the ocean by their master. Um and Sarath's like, I don't care. Um uh, we've been here too long. I'm calling off the hunt for Nynaeve. We're leaving. Yeah. Like completely against what Leandrin just said. And then Leandra kind of leaves to the way gate before anything yeah. else can happen. Yeah. I think like, she's whoever there. their
3: master is has so much fear of these two women. Yeah. Like whoever yep. their master is knows that they have a greater purpose. And he's trying, he or she, cause we don't know. is trying mm-hmm. to get rid of them. So
2: yeah.
3: I find that intriguing.
1: Yeah. Who do you think their master is? The master they recognize or their actual master. Their Everybody's actual. actual max master is the creator. Oh, uh, no, yeah. But some, but sometimes they get caught up in their own little storyline and they think it's somebody less than that or something less than that.
3: It's the dark one.
1: The dark one? Yeah.
3: It's, it's Pater. Pater. Yeah, Peter.
1: They, Peter. Sh- they also wanted their t-shirt. They saw the t-shirt and they were like, hell yeah. Let me get some." Yeah. And they they signed up.
0: Yeah. Pater came and talked to them and they were just like, yep, that's it. <laughs> I, so, I, I'm game. I heard there's a T-shirt involved. They punched him in the nose and took his T-shirt. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, I think you guys are 100 percent on to something.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Honest answer is I, I just I don't I don't know because it, it yeah. doesn't make sense that it would be. Well, I guess enough time has gone by, patent. Ooh, you know this
3: patent. Have a have think, about, yet?
1: No, but think about the amount of time that's gone by. I'd have to look at a, a calendar and really line it up. But at this uh, he's point, been, he's been on time Head for a while. For a while, so he's had the opportunity even to be working close to uh the Empress, or I think that's where he was trying to go—to be in a position of influence,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he, he could be. Working <laughs> he bet with his...
0: he met with Turok. Um and they mentioned Tarok in this chapter where in the very beginning Sarath says that just be fast because doesn't want Tarak to get suspicious.
1: Right, doesn't want Tarak to get suspicious. But remember, Tarok was talking to Pat and Fane about him possibly getting an audience with the Empress. And Pat and Fane was thinking to himself, like, I don't know, that might be a good position to be in, you know, to to influence whatever it is he was trying to do. So are we at that point now? where Pat and Fane is now working behind other people's backs, behind Tarok's back. That's why we're trying to mm-hmm. be for him not finding out. And maybe Pat and Fane is pulling the strings here. Time
3: travel is so confusing. We need Tam to help us out.
1: Exactly. Exactly. By the way, those of y'all that are disappointed that I didn't go further on my time traveling Tam thing, I'm, I'm going to discuss with Alan. I feel like by the end of this book, we're going to put together a bonus episode talking about that because I, there are more things that have happened that, I, I think this is a strong possibility. So, where were we? I have no clue where we were. We
0: were just finishing up where Leandrin left to the way gate, and they called off the hunt for Naive. So, Naive and Elaine got away. And then the man that men stabbed says, Can I kill her now? Can I kill her? Can I kill her? I want to kill her now. Um, and actually pulls the sword out. It's about to do it. But then Naguain the cries out. They immediately, she immediately gets punished for it. And then uh, Siroth stops the whole thing and figures that she can use men to help Egwene. Influence Egwene. Be subservient better.
3: Yeah. Or demonic. I I said I, not demonic. Just the simple fact that she's got to learn how to weave her lies now. Like, she learned Hmm. right away, all right, I need to manipulate the situation. I need to keep my head down. I need to do this. Like, she was going through this mental process of I need to appear subservient just to save men. There for, it's a means to, there an to an end. And then they leave and head westward, I guess, towards uh,
0: towards Falme. Yep. At this point, Egwene um, gets beat with the power for talking out of turn, like with switches, that they're invisible. And she learns uh, you know, that, that Damane are treated poorly and beaten often. Um, Depending on who's a holder of the leashes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some are better than others. Sometimes they give them their different names. Sometimes they don't give them a name at all. Um, you learn a lot about this whole entire uh, situation or, or the, the slavery system they have. Um, and then Egwene actually asks if she could ask a question. Uh, Rena says, sure. He says, well, who is the master they were talking about? And immediately she's like, you know, that's at the blood's business. We, you know, that's none of your business, pretty much.
1: Hmm. Oh, I said, I would have liked an answer to that question. agree. Uh, mm-hmm i think we all would have yeah that was a tease jordan was like let me let them think they're gonna get something
3: here you go and then we get to 90 who is thinking like a boss
0: yeah but before that they actually actually did learn a couple more things like Demani's punishments um sometimes they lose their tongue or their hands because they don't need them to channel so if they're bad enough they'll just do that and one of, the other Sodom's like, you should take her tongue out right now. She's talking too much already. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned the whole history about that it was an Aes Sedai that first created the first Adam. And yeah, so they call any any woman channeler that has not been leashed yet is Miraf Damane, which means those that, sh- that need to be leashed are uh, those that must be leashed. And Damane are the leashed ones. All Sodom are also women. That's nothing you learn, too, that men can't use the 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 the, the uh, Adam.
1: Yeah, some are uh, neutral to it, no effect, but some, it'll kill him? Yeah, some will kill him, yeah. And
0: sometimes that, uh, they're super high up, like the Empress will actually do it for fun. They'll actually put it on a man's wrist to see if, like, a Russian roulette type thing. <laughs>
2: just
0: to see if he'll kill him. Yeah, and then tries to like, Arana tries to test Gwaine, um to see if she could use the power to see if she could blow up the tree. And Egwene says she can't, and they know right away she'd even try, so she gets beaten for that. And then Min tries to defend her, and she gets beaten as well. And mm. then we then we switched to not so we had all that other stuff. So anything
3: from that,
2: <laughs>
3: <like>, we <laughs> lots of win. lots yeah, of beating. Like it, it kind of it's upsetting to hear about all the beating. Like right away, it's hard to hear about the 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 bad side of what was going on here, the, the negative side. And like I said, you got the who's learning a lot of lessons really quick. So I need to your mouth. Mm-hmm. This is why you need to follow directions. And then they're using men as leverage. So how horrible would she have to feel? And then what is her treatment going to be like once they get to where they're going with her not being susceptible to the collar? Like, what are they going to do with her? They're going to chain her up. They're going to put her on a leash, an actual, like, rope leash. Or, like, so many questions about what they're going to do with her, poor person. And then, as far as Ninee, I just, again, like, how boss she becomes. Like, she automatically, like, has her instinct about her, about being in the woods and hiding and listening and, you know, essentially tracking the guys. Yeah.
0: So, so then we switched to Nadine's point of view, and she's like you said, she's hiding. She's she's she's, she's fitting herself off pretty well, actually. And then you know, everyone stopped attacking, and then she hears you know the the, the bushes rustle, and it's Elaine. And Nadine's not mad enough to channel. That's another thing you learn as well. Is that she needs to be mad to channel, otherwise she can't yeah, do really anything. Yeah, which is
3: kind of concerning. Like, why hasn't she, after all this time, learned how to channel without the anger? Yeah. So they talked about it a
0: little bit um, because she – so oftentimes when someone um, starts channeling on their own without being trained, they create, they create a block. And, they, and Moraine talked about this with Nynaeve a little bit in the first book. Um, and, and that's her block is that she has basically created a, a psychological barrier in her mind to keep her from channeling. And, and only, only when they call them wilders, when wilders do that, they survive if If you're not properly trained, you'll kill yourself if you start channeling unless you create a block so this is this is not block
1: I't know that, I think that's an arrogant explanation in Iideev's case uh, she just she is an independent person she's smart on her own without the power she has abilities even without the power and a confidence and intelligence like i said so uh she doesn't necessarily need it to move along in day to day life, and, mm-hmm. and we've had this reoccurring theme of where certain things uh, react better to the power or more receptive to it when the need is great. You know, making it to the eye of the world. Uh, even Landrin talks about right before she goes through the ways about you know the need being great, or we have a need, and this, that, and the other, and so Nynaeve, is independent of the power, able to handle most shit on her own, right? Uh, it's only when she's truly threatened, and when you're threatened, that defense mechanism and anger is what, what triggers her using the power. So I don't know that it's necessarily a block. I know that was described to us before, but in, in Nynaeve's case, it, know, it it might be a more proper way for her to channel, yeah. you know? It, it, it'll it allow her to outside of a really strong need, be able to use more common sense approaches to things and only, mm-hmm. only utilize the power when like shit's hitting the fan, you know, and in self-defense and in defense of somebody she loves or, you know.
0: So, yeah. Um, but then you get this next scene where Elaine talks about how much money she has and thinks it's not enough. And obviously she's from wealth because like, yeah, that will last us forever. Um, <laughs> like, we have plenty of money then, um, if you have that much money. Um, and just the difference between Elaine growing up, of course, in a castle and uh, basically a princess versus Naive being from a little small rundown village. Like, the constant of money is just completely different. Um, but yeah, those so, like, yeah, we'll be fine with how much money we have. Uh, let's, and they head out towards towards Fall May. But on their way, they also talk about, they start wondering about Leandrin and, you know, I said I cannot lie, but they said Rand was in trouble. But, you know, is Rand really in trouble? Or, like, was it a lie? Or
3: It's all the perceptions. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we don't know what new trouble Rand could be in. I mean, he did go through um, a little bit of time traveling himself, but we don't know how far forward he is. We don't know what he's been into since he got out. Like, we're, we're really waiting at this point.
1: Yeah. And, and the, the shadow is after him. Um, she didn't, she didn't lie about that. Uh, she just didn't really present the facts of what their role would be, uh, pretty accurately. She said that he was in trouble and then offered, Hey, do you all want to help? But didn't really define what help was, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's that I said, I talk, you know, there's holes in it. It's shady. Yeah, I really? Lie? It's kind of pissing me off the more and more I I listen to them, but oh yeah, well. Yeah. So did you did you do you think Leandre actually did lie? Oh, uh, as of right now, I have no reason to believe that, but I, I, I don't think she told the truth either. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard for me. I I know it's written from a different perspective, but uh, the way I was raised, there's lies of commission and lies of omission and right. casual lies of omission that are accidental. No big deal. Right. But mm-hmm. lies of omission, you have to measure intent as well. If certain things are left out intentionally to change the listener's perspective or, or how they might receive the information they're getting. Well, that's just as bad as a lie of commission.
3: So didn't
1: tell a lie, Cause you, you're, But you're still deceiving. Being
3: deceptive, yes. But in her mind, Rand is indeed in trouble because her lord is after Rand. So for her, that's 100% Mm -hmm. of truth. Mm -hmm. And she may not know that she could Mm -hmm. potentially be telling a lie because in her mind, there's no one greater than her master. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm and as someone pointed out in
0: chat too the actual wording of the oath is to speak no word that is not true so you can omit all you want cuz you're oh, not yeah. speaking so the way that the way the actual oath is written you cannot speak a, to speak no word that is not true so if you say right. something that's not true you then then that's sure. breaking the oath
1: Right, but but dancing around it and leaving important things out here and there—that's not going to cause a problem. And and so that goes back to my issue more with the oath. It's and we talked about this before: is it enough? Is it too much? Whatever. Well, pretty can poorly written. Like, come on, you could have should have got your philosophers to come up with the oath, right? So they can yeah. find all the the ways around it and and try and ward that off. But oh, here we are. Yeah, then then Nynaeve cuts
0: off Egwene saying that we don't have time to worry about Rand right now. We have to get, or cuts off Elaine saying we have no time to worry about Rand. We have to get Egwene. And they ride off towards Fomay. And that's in the chapter.
3: Can't wait to get to Fame. Actually, I, think that I can't wait to yeah. figure out what's going on with Rand and the crew because they had some time traveling too. So where are they at in this time, This new timeline?
0: Sure. <laughs> Well, it was four months for them, but they that happened, like, right at the same time that they were getting to the White Tower. So it's been 130 days for them. So
1: it's pretty close. Pretty it's, close. It's, it's pretty close. They're they they were, around the same time. Yeah, with the girls, they were talking about the changing in the fall and the changing and of leaves and fall stuff. for the um, guys.
3: They arrived in the fall.
1: Right. So we're, mm-hmm. so we're pretty close. And I also kind of chalk up uh, a Gwaine not having these bad dreams, not sensing anything bad about Rand for so long, and then it suddenly came back. So I, I kind of pair up when right. the dreams and the worry about Rand came back with when he came back to <laughs> the actual world they're in. I, so that, that's kind of a cheat. It may not be accurate, but that's the cheat I've ever they're those in
3: different worlds, they can't sense each other the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Any final thoughts on all these chapters? Nope, only questions. Only questions, lots and lots of questions. Plenty. Of How questions. about you, you? Anything besides Leandron being a bitch?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't emphasize that enough. Um, <laughs> I also, so there's, there's this thing in the back of my head that's building, like, even though. Like all of our party is in a shitty situation right now. Everybody that, you know, we mostly think are good guys that we're rooting for. They're in a shitty situation, right? Mm -hmm. But when these folks captured Egwene, out of all of them, and we know that Rand is getting to the point of really starting to embrace who he is, all I could help, I just couldn't help but think with they, they done, they done gone and fucked up now. Like as soon as as soon as Rand knows, I, I feel like he's powerful enough at this point. They could be a hundred miles away, and if Rand knows that she's in danger and trouble, like he, he could he could reach out with the power and fuck some people up. So as soon as these stories start merging, and, and I also know we're towards the end of the book, right? So some crazy awesome stuff's about to happen. <laughs> um, I just I can't wait for the moment that Rand finds out. And, and what he unleashes on them. This this is not going to be good for the bad guys. Yeah. We're in a tough spot right now, but this is not good for the bad guys. I worry for them. So, so
0: favorite character from this chapters the man, we got the girls, all four of them.
1: And then we have a Leandrin. So long as men keeps being men, when we have men chapters, I'm going to have to go with her. I, I love that. She's just going to be who she is and she don't care what anybody else thinks. Yeah. As long as as long as that attitude sticks around, she's gonna continue to be my favorite. I love that. And
3: though she is my favorite as well, I think I'm gonna have to give it to Egwene this go around. For her quick thinking Mm -hmm. under pressure. For the that's the first time I can say that. She saved men's life.
1: I I can appreciate that pick for sure. Yep.
0: So the next chapters we're doing, chapter forty one is disagreements. And the icon is a dagger. No, it's not it's not no what's the what's the icon
1: i'm, I'm just kidding remember disagreements
0: i was like i don't have look in front of me right now like i know so i'm like what, did i write it down wrong <laughs> <laughs> <No>. and, <laughs>
1: yeah, um, stupid
0: and then chapter 42 um is Felme. and it's a sean chan helmet thoughts about these
1: chapters what do you what do you think's gonna happen Well, Dagger's either taking us back to Matt or it's taken us back to uh, not just Fane, but Turok, who now has the Dagger. Uh, Or maybe we get both in that chapter. What was the next one? Uh, Faume. Faume. So hopefully we jump back to, well, I would say the girls, but now we could be at a point where the party kind of comes back together. We know the girls are traveling there. We we know the uh, Rand and, and his party. Well, I guess, I, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, excuse me, Ingtar and his party, because Ingtar's in charge, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah.
2: Now. yeah,
1: yeah. So who, whoever's in charge. So it's, it's all coming together. So maybe we start to join. I don't know if that's too soon, but maybe. And so, yeah, next week's only two chapters. We're going to be on the two-chapter train until the last
0: episode of The Great Hunt, which be four chapters, which two of them are really short, but anyway. Um, like one, one's like a paragraph long. Mm. It's not really a chapter. So, <laughs> uh, of this poor. So, anyway, um, so we got wrap- Interesting. Profound. So, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, how we can be found at the Wheel Reads on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, mostly on Twitter, um, a little bit on Facebook, hardly ever on Instagram, just because I don't know. I mean, I guess I could do real time pictures, but I mean, I did pictures of my kids and so that every once in a while on Instagram, but I'm like, I don't know, like what else do I put mm-hmm. on it? Uh, take pictures of the books. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I I guess I should I should probably do some more pictures, more Instagram stuff, but um, I'll I'll, I'll try, I'll try, guys, I'll try. Um, also, uh, the dot com is our um our our website at thewheelreads our Willreads at gmail dot com is our email address. Um, The links for our merchandise are being updated. Um, We had our merchandise person change the website. So the URL got changed. URL got changed. So I'm in the process of updating all that stuff. So if you have trouble finding it, just contact me. I'll get you to the merch website if you want merch. Um, Let's see. Discord. Join it. We need one more. Uh, Do we have someone join while we're recording? I didn't check. Hopefully, no. Um, we do one more for 300. That'd be awesome, and then uh, Patreon. I, I this would do oh, Once we have 300, <laughs> say that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, oh. So yeah, uh, Patreon is great way to support us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Doing giveaways, which we do a lot of. Um, I think we we don't have anything going out right now. I think we're 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 good for right now. But uh, we'll do more giveaways in the next few weeks, um, and then. Up- upgrade equipment. Yes. We definitely need upgrades on equipment, but we'll get there. But yeah, that's about it for Let's me. He what you guys, a has... so I'll
3: do a trick or treat giveaway at the end of the month. Alan, you and I will, I will come up with something, Ooh. and we'll do some type of uh, a quiz or something, and we'll do a trick or treat.
2: <laughs> oh, right.
0: there you go, trick or treat from Chris. I like it. Sounds good. <laughs> trick, exactly. you ain't shit,
2: huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Peace. until next time thank you for listening to the
0: wheel reads see y'all next time